Thank you for listening to episode 130 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. As you listen to this episode, you'll notice Logan Tyler actually wasn't in studio. He couldn't make it to this episode, so we had to get some guy named Johnny Campbell to fill in for him. Friend of the show, George Justice, came in to co-host as well. Together, the three of them made some great conversation regarding Dakar, handlebars, and even some two-stroke talk. They answered your tech questions both from the YouTube and Facebook comments, as well as the live ones from the chat. Rooster Endo was another great segment, and congrats to John for winning the $100 Takamoto gift certificate. But there was also a bike that we weren't really sure even was real. It was an interesting addition for sure. I want to thank the sponsors who make this show possible. Yamaha, Takamoto, Adelanto Grand Prix, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, and now, for the first time, the Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Beginner Video Series. Use code TECHTALK22 at checkout to save 10% on these videos and start learning to ride better today. Without further ado, here's the show. You have no idea what just went on before this show started. Well, they might. No, we kept it off the record. So welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, episode number 100 and Matt? 30, 130. 130 of these shows. Um, This is the show where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products, specifically dirt bike stuff for those that are interested. We have some special guests. Well... Well, one special guest and one like you know guy that just showed up and and took took over, right, George? Well, I'm special in a, you know, my teachers always told me that I was special, right? But so I'm special in that way, and Johnny's special, and he's a big deal. So he's John, a real thing. Johnny Campbell's joining the show tonight. So if you have any Johnny Campbell questions, you can probably answer questions about what are you an expert at? Not Husabergs. <laughs> no. um, Baja Baja 1000 questions Baja the, questions the, got those the real red bike the, oh the real red bikes the real yeah. red bikes the real red bikes the, that'd be Hondas if you have some Honda questions Johnny can answer those um, and uh, I can I'll, I'll just field all the rest of the questions actually George will answer your um, life and uh, well, you I'm know. Jimmy's life coach if you don't know me <laughs> life coach and uh what was it? Spiritual, spiritual advisor. That's spiritual what you, advisor. He he calls me the spirit monkey. But that's that's what you sold me on when you when you negotiated that big contract. But right, luckily, we I don't pay. Talk I, about the Rams. I I don't pay attention when we negotiate these contracts, and then I just get into them. And now, I was I was having a rough day. Things were a little unstable, so George invited himself on the show to keep me in line. Right. So this is what we do. You may wonder where Logan is. Um, he's probably dead. So that's just what happens when you get a cough or something these days. You just start dying. And uh, and then since he's dying, he probably gave it to his dad, right? Yeah, no Logan or Jimmy Tyler in the peanut gallery. Where's Bob, though? Uh, peanut gallery Bob? That. Yeah, he's probably dead, too. <clears throat> just, people just die these days. So we're going to try to keep that stuff to a minimum. Um ZL says, first time live, stuck in the hospital with a tibio plateau. That's probably tibio pillion fracture. So I'll be living vicariously through everyone else riding for now. Well, hey, man, sorry to hear about that. Was that a riding injury? And we did ride today. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we've been doing some riding. That's that's usually why you why else did you come out to Valley of the Dirt people? <laughs> the only thing to do out here is ride. Ride, drive race cars, shoot guns, 
Go Visit to brothels. Buy ammo. You said that, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. You've been there once. Yeah, once. Yeah, for lunch. For lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the food was hyped up for so long. Like, ever since I was 14, I've been hearing about this food. Kind of didn't really live up to it, in who, my opinion, but... Who did cool. you go Who'd you go on a date with there? George. George. He's, my, into, he's my, into young guys. Yeah. My spiritual advisor. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> hey, this place is great. I own a couple of tumbleweeds here. Do you? <laughs> yeah, you want to buy it? Yeah, I want to buy it. No. <laughs> so, okay. We're going to try to get to the dirt bike Check stuff it. here. Um, so, actually, here's here's the lead question. Less death. Less death. Six, do you change his name? It looks different. It's not, it doesn't, it's just, there's no A in death. <laughs> I think... He was on, I don't know, he might have been Facebook, but I'm not really sure. He says, what are your thoughts on the new Tenere 700 World Rally, World Raid Edition? Any insider info on release date in the U.S.? So, um, no, I've known about this for a little while. Uh, I saw a picture of it a long time ago, a prototype of it, and and, uh, they announced it over in Europe today, and I was going to, ask for a comment from Yamaha in the United States and I knew that would be pointless because <laughs> they probably don't know because a lot of times with this stuff they they kind of know but maybe the person I ask doesn't know and they have to go figure it out so I don't know um, I would say that whenever you see someone in Europe get their hands on it one year later someone in the United States might get their hands on it but what this is for those that don't know is they're, they they kind of built a we call it a factory edition Tenere. They took uh, added some fuel tank capacity. They said they put what they called premium suspension components on it, which I heard are just much more modern um, shock and forks because it had like 1990s YZ ish. It was all you know the right shape to fit on a Tenere, but the internals and stuff were all older um older Kaaba stuff that really wasn't that bad uh so um yeah it's got a couple of other things i guess it has the 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 computer now will actually when your phone rings i don't know about this stuff like your phone rings and it will ring through your thing do you know about this cuz africa twin has this yeah actually i don't know i don't know you don't know about they've, this they've kept me away from the africa twin for the last couple of years so i haven't i don't know it's they, they now that i mean it's funny because here's where adventure bikes are going some people just want they want it to be like a, a, a touring bike they want all that electronic features like their car they want it to have a apple play or google drive or whatever those things that i still don't your your raptor has it in it right yeah yeah it has car play and all that stuff but that's that's a car for me when i want to get on a bike i want to get rid of all that stuff I think the technology I, I'm, ruins it. I, I want the experience of freedom and riding my dirt bike and only concentrating on that. I can't agree with you more. And But there's other no people. No heated grips or anything. Oh, I want heated grips. That doesn't that, <laughs> that, that does interfere. Cross the line, George. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't interfere with. Um, heated seat I'll take on that bike too. Massaging? A heated seat. Yeah, the, the the heated heated grips they don't interfere with my ride. They make more com- anything to make me more comfortable, but not distract me. Does that sound like a good it thing? Lets you ride the bike more. Yeah, if you can uh, enhance the the enjoyment on your ride, I think that's all all good. Having phone and technology and and being able to have that connectivity to the world on your bike, I don't think so. 
I, you know, I go for, let's just go riding. But, but there's a whole other generation of people coming up that want that. Yeah, but okay. So here's the thing: if I'm if I'm bored to death and I'm riding my adventure bike down a highway, which is what happens when I ride down a highway and I'm bored to death, I don't mind holding a conversation with somebody while I'm just riding down a highway. But I don't really ride my adventure bike down the highway that much. And when I do, I'm usually going at a speed. And uh, you know, don't take this wrong, uh, former cop. Um, I'm going at a speed that could cause problems for me if I don't pay really close attention to everything around me. You know what I mean? And if I were talking to somebody on a phone, I'd probably get a ticket and it wouldn't be good. Mm. Yeah. So no. Um, so yeah, they actually added that to that bike. That'd be the last bike that I would, that I would add that stuff to. Uh, it would be an adventure bike, but unless your adventure bike is being used for like real adventures, which involve riding down the highway and maybe you have to take a call from, someone in between you know some people some of that stuff's nice for navigation and whatever if you're looking for a hotel or something and you want to you know you're cruising around and you want to know what hotels are in the area or george whatever. that's all good george uses this stuff by the way yeah I've, you I've, know I've, if it's available i'll use it he's called me from his bike you know his venture bike before and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah when uh, jeremy and i were on that trip we that's diagnosed how i got a problem yeah i know i guess how i got my best bottle of tequila yeah. ever yeah thank god you had that technology that time so mm-hmm. anyways i don't like it but i don't even use it i i have a ktm 390 that has that it'll connect to all that stuff and i used it just to test it to see if it worked and i could adjust the volume of my my music through the through the buttons on the handlebars if I wanted to, but I, I don't want to listen to music that much. Just so. disconnect yourself from the world, ride your dirt bike, enjoy that, have fun. You're too much overstimulation through the world. Right. I think the focus needs to be on real adventure and have your body and mind where it needs to be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but what if you're always getting lost? Like, and you need that. Well, they they make GPS units for that, right? I would take a Jimmy Lewis navigational school. No, that doesn't help with this. This tells you how to ride a, uh, specifically how to ride a, a map book. It doesn't tell you how not to get lost. Like that's. <laughs> I, I, I I beg to differ. Okay. Because that class teaches you how to be more aware of your surroundings. It gives you direction and a compass and that way you can have an overall uh picture of you know so so where you're at so you so you know when like when you got when you kind of felt like you got lost because there's a feeling that's involved and then something happened and you know that you got lost 10 miles ago that's a good thing to know because it's as opposed to just constantly being in a state of lost yes you, you know that it's 10 miles then you could at least calculate how much fuel range maybe you have to get back or yeah, something yeah that's good these I things i agree okay less death did not change his name that's the way it's always been <laughs> so uh that's that's good to know um do we have any sponsors what's oh i should get back into that yeah. mode where i'm supposed to be in charge of these things hey tech talk taco thursday tuesday, tuesday. <laughs> thursday <laughs> it's what? not like you came up with a name and started the show or anything yeah, well, I've been, man, I'm fried. I, I, I told, uh, what have I been saying all day long? Oh, yeah, you're I'm, fried. I'm, t- like, tired. I'm, I've am i been going wide open since Thursday. That's why I thought Thursday. Well, actually, it was Wednesday. Right. But Thursday. So, did you, you had a navigation class Friday. 
I had to babysit. I had, I had, I had, I had oh, some had babysitting. Navigation class Friday. And then I had a navigation school, class. Saturday and Sunday. Right. And then Monday you woke up. I had to babysit with, again. Monday and how Tuesday. How do you figure that? You went riding with Ricky, Ricky and Johnny. And I went riding with Ricky Brayback. And then you guys bailed. Babysitting. Turned around, came back. Ricky lost his watch. <laughs> and then you got up today and went for a ride. So, yeah, at your age. Yeah, that's a pretty good accomplishment. I need some now. I slept. I slept. He's older than you, right? He is. He'll always be older than me. I slept eleven hours last night, and I was still tired. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we got got, after we got back from 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 eating tortoise, which really caused some um, emotional issues for someone up in Washington State. You know, Paul. Yeah, Yeah. when he was driving. Well, no, no, he was home already. But I told him. He, he, I told him, I said, hey, I had a torta. And he literally said, we may not be able to be friends anymore. Because <laughs> 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 he wanted to have a torta while he was down here. So anyways, okay, I'd like to thank Yamaha, Taco Moto, the Adelano Grand Prix, Johnny Campbell. Have you ever been king of Adelano? I have. I've won the pro race twice. Uh, 1998 on an XR628. And then in the year 2000, when the uh, 650R came out, I put it to the boys. So you won the pro race, but did did you were you able to be like the king? Because that that the king was you had to win a lot of races. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I, but you you always suffered with that because you didn't have two strokes. Right, but it, uh, I would say king. I'm not sure. I think I remember the year 2000, I won four of the races. Okay, so. that'd be enough. So I think I, I pretty yeah, much... Yeah, because you were old enough to be vet then. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you, that was the thing is you, you'd ride 125. In the old days, you'd ride 125, 250, and 500. Mm-hmm. And then there was some of the guys that were able to ride vet as well. And then there was an unclassified and some other stuff. But yeah, Adelino Grand Prix uh, coming to you on... Do we remember the dates, Matt? May. May. Oh, boy. May you should we should put that on the the little yeah, spec sheet here so I can remember. Uh, yeah, no, that's a very good idea because I forgot it myself. I know I think it's May coming up. You 18th? should you should May eighteenth. No, May I don't think that's second. it. I want to say it's later, but I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah, that used to be actually one of my favorite events. A lot of people hated it because it was so I hated fast, it. so high speed. Like Jimmy hated it. No, <laughs> but actually, like. I hated it, but I sure liked winning. Like <laughs> I won seri- some one twenty five races there. Yeah, like and when it- when I first started recognizing like Jimmy Lewis or or he recognized me. Like I think we had some battles there actually um, in the early nineties or something like that, late eighties. But um, you know, it was for me. I grew up with riding Grand Prix, so that was like a big deal. To, to yeah, it was it was the, it was the biggest Grand Prix of the of the year, and. I I I remember I didn't even know what it was. We just went one time and and uh, I did really good on the 125 class. I mean, I don't think I won the first year I went there, but uh, yeah, it was like and in, in, I wasn't really a desert racer and I wasn't I was more of a motocross kid. I'd rode some enduros and I did really good the 125 race and people are coming over, you know, because I was battling with like Larry 
and and it was there like come over. I think I was beating him for a long time, but he knew he knew his way around the course. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. I was just going just straight down the road and make the ninety degree turn and go straight down the next road. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd make the turn. He go by me at like forty miles an hour faster than whatever I was going. <laughs> I'm like, well, how did that happen? He knew how to <laughs> sweep the turns, use the desert. But uh, no, I, I I hated it and loved it because it was it was sketchy but super fun. But down there in a tighter area. But anyways, um, Ty Davis is putting this race on we had him on the show last week um he's super excited he's doing some new interesting things trying to get the you know kind of have the pros race three different times so people come out and watch him he's got a thing for younger riders with the futures race these are kids on the super minis and stuff and a lot of fun stuff to do if you are um uh have a kid have a little tiny kid they have some kids races so uh, check out the Adelanto Grand Prix, and you went to adelantograndprix.com. Yeah, uh, adelantogp.com uh, is where I went to. Also, I think, was it oh, was it Best in the Desert website? And Best in the Desert website has a lot of uh, information about this. Yeah, adelantogp.com, uh, March 18th to the, through the 20th. March 18th through the 20th. So next time we'll put that here. Scott Sports, they make awesome goggles. Climb today. I was really happy with my climb Dakar pants because I had pockets and I could carry my phone and Ricky Brabeck's credit card. <laughs> That's a nice thing to have. Yeah. I almost forgot to give it back. Um, DDC, makers of awesome drive components, Delaney drive components. That's ddcracing.net. And, of course, Trail Tech. Johnny used Trail Tech GPSs this weekend. I did, and yeah. it's uh, really nice because uh, it not only shows the route on a, like a track log, but also has buddy tracking. And when your other riders have uh, trail tech, um, then you're able to see where they're at. And so how did that work? Could you you could always see where Jim, Jim was almost getting anyway? lost. Yeah, I could see Jim bringing up the rear, so <laughs> it, was, it was good. But yeah. you could you. You can see them on there. Yeah, absolutely. The it's okay. it, it's a nice feature uh, when you're riding in a group, and that way, if uh, you know you got to get spread out because maybe it's dusty or whatever, and you know not a, not everybody in your group may stop at a corner and wait for the next guy behind you, even though we tell them to do that in the beginning, they don't always do and it. We we set them up so that so that it leaves what we call a buddy tail, and so we set it up the units that we use for the tours. So Johnny is leaving a, a buddy tail. A trail. And so basically he's dropping a track log on everybody else's – an active track log on everybody else's GPS so they can see where, where he went. And then you can also see where the other riders in the group are. And So he's got an electronic excuse, just smoke everybody and never see him again, right? But he doesn't do that. He's a good <laughs> tour guide. He's not – that's why I don't do tour guiding because I either go too fast or too slow. I can never do it right. So, Okay. Kyle said something up there. What, what was he? Talking oh, he about? said something. About you. He about said you can't get a good, house. He said you can't get a good um, torta. But Tortas he says the poorhouse in Trump is a gold standard. Oh, karaoke. Yeah, he he enjoyed that. But he did. He did not get. He did not get a, a torta. We can't say where because it's a secret. Well, I wanted to say to Kyle. You know, I rode his Raleigh bike over the weekend. You did. Yeah, and I was just surprised that the rev limiter was that high. In the RPMs, and you know, you just you just had to hold it on and scream it over the top to hit the rev limiter. That's, that's that surprised me. You know, 
Well, when I was showing you how to do it when we were going down the road, like when I was doing it in first gear. Yeah. Yeah. So Well, I went to second gear and you know, I was going like sixty, but I was surprised I could take it up that high. It was just crazy. Well, when we were doing it, I you know, you were in like third gear pinned on your five hundred and I was in first gear on his but, bike, just yeah. holding it and just showing you like, George, this is what it sounds like on the rev limiter, right? And it takes a good like minute two minutes at that rev limiter before smoke really starts to come out the tailpipe. Yeah. Yeah. But what I was going to get at about the rev limiter is the reason it's so high on those bikes. That's a, that's a competition bike. That's, yeah. that's the way it is. Your, your bike, your rev limiter is at, you know, like the 9,000, 10,000 RPM range. That thing's probably 14. Hmm. So just sound like (laughs) 14,000. Uh, leave your bike laying around here or see what happens. Who else well, is biking? Test it. Who else is biking my garage? <laughs> Dave? <laughs> uh, hey, wait, you just rolled two bikes into my garage too, didn't <laughs> yeah. you? I don't care about those. Uh, I know. Uh, let's see. He says you can ride it anytime you want. That's what Kyle just when said. When it had Indian Buffet. Okay. T.W. Hicks. Poor house was so much better when it had Indian Buffet. No buffet, but Indian food. Galore. They still they still have it. So uh, what is this thing called? <laughs> what, this show? Shit show. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. We got a question for John, Johnny Campbell. Will Honda ride the World GP Rally Series this year? Uh, well, uh, I know this, is that uh, Honda is leading the Manufacturer's Cup in the World Rally GP Series which uh, is because we got four Hondas in the top seven at Dakar. And Dakar is now part of the World Cross-Country Rally Series is the actual name. And um, so Honda is planning to continue with this. They're going to the Abu Dhabi Desert Challenge, um, Desert Challenge, the beginning of March. And so right now, I would say yes, but... um, Officially, I don't have an official answer for you. So the w- the way that Dakar worked, each day was an individual day. So if there were if Dakar was twelve days, then and then maybe with all the other rallies, there's a total of twenty days. There would be like each day is its its own scoring event for that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I kind of wondered how that was working too, because that, and that's the reason they also started allowing riders after they DNF, they could come back in. If they intended to compete in the world rally. That's correct. And, you know, I I have a couple mixed feelings on that, um, in my opinion. I do, too. Is that it, to me, it kind of dilutes Dakar and and what it is altogether. Because Dakar, to me, is such a standalone event that um, it's the pinnacle of rally cross-country racing. And when... To me, when they allow somebody that DNFs one day to re-enter Dakar and continue, and it kind of me- it messes with the race, it messes with the results. And my opinion is, I don't like this for Dakar. I think Dakar should be on its own, standalone. It keeps the value in the in the. Hey, remember that time when you did Dakar? Yeah, this, the first time I remember. Imagine if your bike. Remember when you remember you had to relace your wheel, yeah, out on the stage, yeah, on one day, yeah. Okay, imagine if you hadn't done that and you sort of DNF'd. Mm-hmm. Uh, the by the time your truck got well, you had a, you had a pretty good truck. Your your truck probably would have got there and got you a wheel. But imagine you just said, "Oh crap, I'm DNFing." By the time that you got yourself put in a truck and brought to the thing, the rally would be a, a day ahead of you. It would be gone. 
Like you can't, <laughs> you can't catch back up. So it was, it was definitely different times for that. But um, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think that there's something about in this, you may be out for the overall, you know, but, but if you're really thinking about the way that that race should be played out, there should be some sort of a durability or a, pre, uh, you know, a, um, you have to stay, you can't, you can't screw something up and keep part yeah. of the race. To me, it's a, uh, a dependability, reliability, you know, endurance race. And when you allow people to, to restart or re-enter, to me, it takes away from the actual value of the race, especially the, the teams and riders that don't have problems and they have a bike that goes the 5,000, you know, miles in that thing. And, um, you know, but, but it's like, for instance, not to take anything away from, uh, that Red Bull kid in the, in the side by side, you know, he, he was able to reenter and he won a bunch of the stages and good on him. He, he's an excellent driver and stuff and he had a problem, but now, now he's won like the most stage wins and consecutively in a single Dakar, but really he DNF the first day, you know, <laughs> I think it was Seth, but, yeah, um, yeah. But, around, yeah. and, and, and the kids, he, kids great and stuff, but this is the rules. They allow you to reenter yeah. and, uh, you know, good for him to get the experience and continue and the team learn stuff and the machine and everything. And you've spent all that money to get there. So I understand that side of it but really it's like man this is the dakar it's like if you mess up and you know you should go to smaller rallies to learn how to mess up to me to me you suck it up i mean this is this is the prestigious most prestigious rally even if you're allowed to re-enter do your points count towards it i mean you're still not your your daily results your daily result in the world not not in dakar results so so like motos in a motocross Mm. season Every moto counts. Yeah. Right. So every day yeah. counts. Same so I, guess way. I didn't exactly. realize that. I just thought they were allowed to continue. You know, you're there, you got all your equipment there. Yeah. Yeah. Riding this thing and see how you do. But, but but the other part of that equation is that it interferes with the guys that are actually or the teams that are actually in it for the Dakar result. You know, it's like that guy can get out there, he's making dust for people, he's yeah. winning the stage and it's like this is affecting the outcome of the of the race. I see I, th- I, th- I think that like yeah. what Johnny's talking about is the big that's the biggest problem of it. And Kyle McCoy made a good point and he said he said, "Hey, maybe for maybe for uh, you rookies. know, rookies, you can let the rookies back in so they can gain the experience, but maybe you need to start them in the back all the time or something. You I know, totally oh, agree yeah. with that. You know, that something don't don't let them get back and mingle with the guys that are that are strategizing and yeah. and don't even get me started on the the, the, the strategy and the map book. You know what? I like I, we were talk, <laughs> talking <to> Ricky. <laughs> we we're like, hey, how do you know how do you know we're thinking about like how do we train for this? And we're like, all oh, at a loss. I need to talk to somebody from the organization to ask them about, I, I need some clarification on what they're really trying to do. I like to learn what they're trying to do, what they, what they see as the future, mm. because right now I think the best thing to do. And I think I, I want to say Quintanilla did it was when everybody got super screwed up and he realized everybody was super screwed up. He rode up on top of the hill and sat there and watched. <laughs> it, it was it was the most wisdom, the most wise thing to do, to do at that time. And, it, and that's it, what got him, propelled him in the rally so the first stage so is this is if this is the technique that we all learn like so what happens when we get to tricky notes everybody just rides up top a hill and watches like oh you you go look no you go look no you go look 
<laughs> and then they wait for the sucker. They send this. So so instead of a water boy now, your team needs to have a sucker. <laughs> you just pay this guy to go out and do sucker navigation. So, oh, sorry. I just gave away super top secret techniques. But we're going to get off the deck our subject. <laughs> hey, there's uh, this, c- this company called Rottweiler Performance. says, hey, Jimmy, just checking in to see if there are any new tequilas on the table here. And and for this question, um, yes, there. Well, there's no new ones. There's two old ones, and I'm going to bring these up here. No, you're going to have to wait. Um, say hello to Johnny for me, even though he can't remember my name. And uh, that's good because I can't. It's Rottweiler. You remember Johnny? What's who? Chris what? Parker. You remembered his name quicker than I did. Yeah. <laughs> How come I not remember his name? You just did. Yeah. That's, C- that's a, CPR man. Yeah. Yeah, you remember it when it was CPR. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, he was Dude, his bikes for uh, I promise you, his, the X's. His, his bikes were so much better than yours. Just ask him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I rode his bike, and 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 other than the the banging loud as exhaust and the 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 power that was kind of tuned for peak power more than rideability, it was a pretty Sano package. I mean, especially for somebody who I didn't you know I didn't know, and I just the. He thought I was just some uh, homeless dude riding by on my bicycle, which I could see how I could make that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyways, uh, good to see you, Chris. I, it, we'll have some tequila advice just before the break. Um, I thought you were going to share some just now. With you? Yeah. I, <laughs> Careful, I'm going to break out the voice. <laughs> well, you just got to know how to do it properly. I taught I taught you before. You stole my voice, Matron. I, I imagine if the voice of Matron asked for tequila, it possibly could happen. No, I'm not going to do that. For <laughs> <laughs> You're just waiting for. Uh, so, oh, Chris Real says I agree to let the DNF guy continues, but every day starting at the back so they don't mess up the contenders. Yeah, I think that's yeah that makes I, sense. I think he thinks alike, like yep. I do. Yeah, smart, yep. smart agree. minds. In cycling, they're called domestiques. Yes, John, that's what we call a water boy as well. Um, Chuck Dollison. Chuck? Okay, so Chuck was the mechanic at the very first Kawasaki shop that gave me 10% discount. Kawasaki <laughs> Central in Oxnard, California. He says, maybe I already asked this, Jimmy, but when did you go from MX to off-road? Who? 80... I want to say 87, 86, somewhere around there. I Well, I started riding. I rode my first Enduro. The leaping – no, no, no. <laughs> I have to go back. 84 XR200R, twin carbs, technology way before its time. When one carb isn't bad enough, let's put two on. <laughs> uh, so it was 84. So it was probably in 85 I rode my first Enduro. And then I think 86, I rode the Leaping Lizard Enduro and Ballinger, Ballinger Canyon. So, yeah, Chuck, Chuck's been a lifelong rider. He's still out riding. I think he has a Husky or KTM. I see him posting up on Facebook every time. But he was the mechanic down there. There was a whole – such a solid crew. And it's funny because all those guys, I still see them pop up on the, the Facebooks and stuff all the time. But they gave us a 10% off on parts. All right. <laughs> so, hey, that's how it starts. Started there. I think I think I worked I think I got up to all the way up to I had sort of like a semi team greenish ride on on like uh on eighties and I was getting like I got a little tiny parts allowance or something. I had to buy the bikes or whatnot, but or my dad had to buy the bikes. 
yeah, you know how it goes. It's just, uh, it's, uh, yeah, you, you know. You had to chop firewood. Uh, I had to rake leaves. Back then, it was raking leaves and hoeing weeds and turning the water on and off. Yeah. You know, it'd be like smashing aluminum cans these days. Actually, <laughs> I need to find a kid that can sort and s- smash aluminum cans here in Pahrump. <laughs> so if you know anybody, uh, didn't Hicks local? Maybe Todd can come over I and think so, smash yeah. some aluminum cans for me while he's telling me which tort is best. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Do we have any other? What, Looks what? like Dave Black's oh. throwing his bike into the hoop for testing. Oh. Yeah. Let's see where the rev limiter's on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said feel free to use it. He uh, he uh, only a- he asks that you rip the muffler screen off, though. Oh, he said before- he couldn't get it above 80. I don't believe that. Well, let's go find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing tomorrow? <laughs> Uh, there were some other questions from earlier. Okay. So I'm going to run. You, you figure those questions, pull them up there and highlight them. And uh, there's there's something else. There's some other super, super awesome news that we have to announce here at, uh, at Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Not only do we have another podcast coming out because I figured – like since everybody has a podcast and lo- including me, I'm going to do another one. So we have the Better Rider podcast that's going to come out when Matt, probably tomorrow or Thursday, depending on when Spotify and Google Podcasts cooperate. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the Better Rider podcast. So if you want to learn about like riding techniques, um, you know how to turn the throttle farther. Is what I always like to say. The Better Rider podcast is your answer, and it's going to lead into something even better. But if you know someone that's a complete beginner rider, Matt has finally done it. Yep. He's got the Beginner Rider Series. Our, uh, what are we calling it? It's the uh, Online Beginner Series. Online Beginner Series is now up on www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. So is that free? You just go to jimmylewis.com? <laughs> Dude, well, like, how does this work? You know, <laughs> okay, it's like you should, you should actually, you know what you should do? You should go find the free beginner classes on YouTube, and then after your wife, girlfriend, you know, child injures or maims themselves, and you've spent a couple thousand dollars on medical bills, come back and spend the thirty nine dollars on our beginner riding school, and we'll give you a ten percent discount. If you use the code Tech Talk Twenty Two, so Tech Talk Twenty Two. So okay, if so you, it's forty dollars minus, and you go to Jimmy List, and this is live now. I'm finding this out. It's, it's up. Yeah, yeah. We don't tell you everything, but life coach. One one could gift this to somebody. Yes, that they wanted to, mm-hmm. like some kid. You could say, "Hey, here, yeah, right. and so, go to this, and they can watch. How does it work?" You watch online videos, so, so you watch some videos. So there's there's videos. You think I know more about this? I'm not just playing dumb. I am. You're, I know you're dumb, but yeah. you can play that way too. <laughs> but I just want it, you know, put out there. Give me the damn voice of Tron microphone right now. Give it to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to uh, to George's point, so you don't have just to buy the. You don't have to just buy this for yourself. If you want to say you want to teach your your kid or your girlfriend, you can buy this. Have them. Watch yeah, I mean, it, what a beautiful gift! Them. You see some kid yeah. coming up, throw forty bucks his way. You know, here. Yeah, you get yeah. And, and it and it's truly designed for beginners. I mean, we explain how the throttle turns. You know, we explain that the clutch is to 
you know, connect the power to the drive chain train, you know, things that maybe, and I call, I call the shift lever, a shift lever, even though it's a pedal, right, Johnny? The shift correct. pedal. <laughs> you push down on it a lot and it goes gear forward. Gear selector. The gear selector. There's a lot of different words, but guess what? I'm getting them before they know the right way to say it, so I'm going to teach them my way. I'm going to subscribe just so I can be critical of what you know you put up. There. Oh, great! Here we go. <laughs> so, anyhow, that's the that's the big announcement. It. I'm, I'm going to buy Johnny Campbell a subscription here. I, <laughs> I already made, I made Sponsored him watch by George. I yeah. I made him watch a video. He thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought it was good. It's good. Good. Very, very informative. So the way we're doing it is there's like, there's like lessons where you watch and we talk about it and then – or I talk about it. And then there's drills where you go out and there's there's things for you to go and try. And pretty soon there's actually going to be availability to get online coaching. It's a different kind of subscription yeah. level. But you can actually send videos of yourself doing the drills. And then our professional team of qualified coaches, which uh, you're one of those. Oh, I am. I right. haven't – I haven't been asked. You haven't been briefed on this yet. Well, right now it's Matt and myself and a few other people that will watch your video. Oh, so look, you're tell you what you're doing right or wrong. And then, and then you can get personalized coaching. So I've been texted here by a friend that I, he called me, I had to turn him off. Look what's on his computer screen. Now he just texts me a photo. I'm sorry. Why would he be doing that? So yeah, there, there we are. (laughs) My buddy. Is out there in Montana watching us live here on. Hey, look what Tony just threw up in the chat. Somebody's onto it. The the word is out. (laughs) I was going to ask you off air if that was the place you went to. That's the place. Yeah. They actually actually let you in this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're right. How did he know? Uh, Huh? Well, because that's the place for the tortoise. That is the place. Yeah, we're just doing it. I like Ramiro's. Oh. I'm saying like that out Romero. loud, just you know, for I'm, I like Romero's. I actually I like I so Janie, my bartender who retired. Uh, my my attraction to Romero's is is uh, it's a uh, uh, you know. Anyways, this is a motorcycle show. Yeah, you're drifting. So <laughs> so right here, here's a good example for gifting. I want to gift my buddy's kids in montana right some of these riding lessons yep do i have to pay for them or oh you want to <laughs> you want 100 percent disc no oh, so what no, you want I'll gladly you, do you, it. you want me to give you a gift so you can give a gift that's like re-gifting i'm, I'm all about that i that's guess like a disease huh well the problem is is i'm pretty sure the way that you're going to do it says your buddy's kids instead of just buying like three subscriptions for the three kids oh you buy expect, them one that's a way to do it well you expect me to give you the one free one and then you're going to say hey kids just all look at they you all know, just watch I'll look over at, each other's shoulders i'll look at no, tommy's just watch tommy's screen or use tommy's no, login code no but matt's got that all figured out on the computer side of things right good yeah yeah Dick, we'll We're catch him. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> Friends are trying to call oh, me. I think Rick, he just uh, he actually just bought the beginner series. <laughs> oh, no. Just bought it. Forgot yeah. to use the code. Oh, well. Uh, Save that $3.90. Code Tech Talk <laughs> 22. You know what? You Let's buy <laughs> half a gallon of gas. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not Ricky. That's Rick Liberson. 
Yeah, that's not Ricky. No, you, I you, said Rick. I didn't say Ricky. Uh, you said Rick. Did you say Ricky? He said Rick. I thought he said Ricky. Rick. Oh, here. Hold on a second. So here's our tequila recommendations. Now Johnny's got to talk, right? Um, so last week we were drinking this, uh, uh, numeral one tequila. And I would just say that this is absolutely horrible. Don't drink this. But George wants some, so... <laughs> Oh. There we go. Yep. He wants uh, to shut me up. But he doesn't know that hey. I get funnier now. <laughs> yeah, he stole my voice in Matron. So, hey, Rick, thanks a lot for signing up. Um, I think we should give away a gift. Maybe the person that looks – the rooster endo bike that looks like they need the riding school the most. Do we have any that qualify for this? Any good Next ones? week, not this week. Next week? Okay. Maybe we'll give This one. week we have a lot of good ones. Right. Oh, okay. Good. Look look at Matt's like little icon on the on his screen. Yeah. He needs the damn class. Oh, going <laughs> over his handlebars? Yeah. Yeah. It's over the handlebars. Oh no, this is so I made that logo actually when I was uh, getting into downhill mountain biking and I was doing a lot of a lot of that. I told him to. T- I told him to take that off because that's not the image we want to portray <laughs> when we're teaching off-road motorcycle but it's safety on a, training. It's on a bicycle. Yeah, oh, it's, Travis, it's, you're going to jack Travis yeah. up now. Yeah, Travis oh, is getting all loose. So uh, okay, D- <laughs> am I supposed to say this name? Yeah, I have to ask you a question, Johnny. Dick Harshwood says. <laughs> that's the name right there it's d-i-q-u-e and yeah, dick harshwood dick do you way. know how do you know if your handlebars are the right height what's the downside of bar risers and it says lurch from logandale <laughs> so it sounds like he's a tall guy if his name's lurch yeah, yeah. right but that means he's got low hands, right? Lurch usually got long arms. Yeah, true. Yeah, lurch is if you're lurch, like a long arm lurch, you Knuckle don't dragger. You don't yeah. need you don't need bar, bar risers, risers. But yeah, well, my my opinion. I'll just oh, you, you know, opinion. you're the best person to give this opinion because yeah. you're low. You're so I've always been kind of a low back guy. So low back, low bars, kind of down and back, and I hang off the back and. Um, because when I have high bars, I I lose my mechanical uh, my mechanical I guess uh, advantage when I'm steering. And so when when my bars and my arms are raised too high, I feel like I can't feel the ground and have the the correct wheel uh, sensation on the front wheel. So I don't know where it is. So I like the bars to be low, and I can relax my arms. And I can steer and feel what the front tire is doing. You steer with uh, your bars? No, you know what's so funny? It, no, no, George, zip it. Hey, you just you just drink your sippy cup over there. Well, the ice is jingling in the I, mic. Can you turn? Can I turn this mic? No, off don't. When I want to drink. Huh? To turn it? Uh, no, just be careful with it. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna. You know, like I usually do, interrupt. Yeah. I was gonna interrupt. And I said, no, I'm just going to let him run with this because you started talking about stuff that was fundamentally different than the way we, we teach. But you were making a ton of sense about like when you're talking about the bars coming up higher and and not having the leverage. And then when you said, I like my bars down lower so I can relax because everybody thinks they turn their motorcycle by turning the handlebars. 
and that's incorrect. The handlebars should magically do exactly what they should do if everything is in balance and all this stuff. And and you're exactly right about, you know, you think about it, the leverage, when, when you start bringing some up, something up higher, like, you know, your hands start moving up to your shoulders, you can't put your weight into it. But when, when they start getting down lower, you can put your weight into the bars. The way you use the bars is when something starts going wrong, then you can make the correction. You can push, pull, twist, do this to the bar. At least that's what a good rider does. And Johnny Campbell, you may be an excellent rider. So, so you you're you're you you have the right the thing, and you you you're thinking that you're getting a lot of feeling in your hands from from what this. I bet you you're actually getting more input back from your feet, like your feet are telling what the what the bike is doing more than you. Johnny hasn't been to my school. Your wife, your wife went to my school, didn't she? Did we send her through the school? Yep. I, I did one of your schools. You didn't pay attention. In, per, in Prim. Oh, a long ago. time ago. It's evolved since then. Evolved. Oh, we got better. But it. We got kicked out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what he's saying is exactly, is exactly correct in, in, in that, you know, the, the, the handlebar position is super, super critical as much as lever position is critical as like foot peg. We were, we were talking about the, the, one of the guys on the tour, Yeah, he was talking about, he had his, he had a taller bar and he had lower foot pegs and it was all kind of the setup that was developed. And we were sitting there, started talking about like why this, you know, we're talking 10 millimeters here and five millimeters here, mm -hmm. why all of this stuff works. And for a for a novice guy, they're not feeling this stuff to a high level. And you've done so much bike testing and you know, because you've had to try all these different setups, what works. And actually, your bikes were pretty easy to ride for me. I don't know why. Probably because the bars weren't high now that I'm starting <laughs> to think about it. And your suspension was not ridiculously stiff. You always wanted way the F too much power. I don't know why you wanted all that power on your bikes. I I could go with a lot less power. Except for when I'm riding a Hoosberg 570, is, <laughs> which just comes stock, you know. You know stock. so, stock's good. Uh, um, yeah. So, um, but anyways, uh, back to the question. Did anybody remember what the question was? No. Uh, handlebar. It was on. It was on your paper. Oh, it was on the paper. Handlebars. I'm looking on the on the screen to try to find it. We also just <laughs> had someone else buy the course, so I want to thank you, uh, Carlos. How do you know if the handlebars are the right height? I would just say your bike feels good. <laughs> uh, I think you when when you sit on the bike, and just just me, you sit on the bike, and if you can comfortably put your hands on the bars. Oh, Heather would like what you just did. Just just naturally putting your on the bars, and you don't feel like it's too much to, or like too high, and, and it's taking effort to do that, or it's down. But that's it's, static. It is, but imagine, George, you're at a shooting range, right? And Don't talk to me about that. Okay. We saw my failure earlier okay. today, right? Imagine, you know, you let the you you shoot the gun and the recoil and it comes back to the same spot every time. What's your natural grab the bars? I like what he's doing but, there. But that's also when you're going slow and yeah, it's because not just sitting on I, I don't stand. want to be using well, energy because my bars are too high. Yeah. 
and I don't want to be because they're too low and you're like back, you know? And but it, it, he's talking about like Heather, remember how Heather says goalposts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says the goalposts. He just did the goalpost without saying goalposts. He kind of did that goalpost things. But there's, it, it's, I, I would say that, yeah, it needs to be comfortable, like, you know, not too high. And, and there's something you can just do static that you would feel, but you'll know when you're riding. I mean, and, and you, you know, it, when the, and there's so much, there's height, then there's sweep, you know, and, you, and when sweep starts turning your, your elbows in or pushes your bars in, you know, put your bars turn your. And you're standing and you're sitting. Yeah. It's different. That's right. So I hate George's bike that he leaves at my house. The only reason I don't ride it is he has tall bars on it. Yeah, You're, you know, I'm going to I'm going to try the regular mount instead of the sub. Yep. Just to see to play around with it. Yeah. Cuz you know that 390 thing, that was the biggest aha uh, change that and we raised the crap out of those yeah, bars, yeah. and it made a huge – I mean, it made it really feel good. I mean, Jim and I were riding it. That bike was never designed to be ridden standing up for 90% of the riders. Mm. And and that's the thing is there's certain they, – they design bikes certain ways to do certain things. And, and this is why there's so much aftermarket out there. But I know in the adventure bike world, we call it high bar Kool-Aid. Everybody's drinking it. I got to raise the bars. I got to raise the bars. <laughs> because there were certain bikes that definitely had bars that were too low. Because they were like the KTM 390, they were designed to be ridden sitting down 99% of the time. So why bother, you know, setting it up for there? Well, it's a street bike frame, you know, dirt bikes, the steering heads. And, and what's up this? In you. Street yeah. bikes, it's usually lower and out forward. Yeah. And then what, where's, what are you riding? Like what type of, it, you know, are you just riding trails? You're riding motocross? You're riding desert ride? Are you, you know, riding highway? You know that that makes a big difference of where your comfort is, also. And and the bikes I ride, the higher speeds, desert, you know, faster stuff, have five to ten millimeters more bar rise. And this goes for my adventure yeah. bikes. The, the adventure bikes I ride more off road tend to have a higher bar rise than the the, the adventure bikes I ride predominantly on the street. Hmm. And my street ones, you know, like a lower a lower setup. So there's kind of there's so much there's so much stuff that you can set up but comfort yeah it comes down to comfort and what's comfortable and sometimes for some people they just feel it and other people you need to have somebody they kind of need to be told but i would always start you know stock is generally pretty good for the intended purpose of the bike for the for what it's designed and if you need to go one direction or the other whether you're tall or short or whatever it is um it may not just be just because you're tall you need bar risers because i've seen tall guys that are all legs and no arms you know and i've seen other tall guys that are all arms you know all torso aren't you that george your mm-hmm. torso guy because he can't he, george can't even fit in my utv yeah he's short and he can't even, my head hits the top <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what so what works for you it's not going to work for me everybody's different and likes a different flavor just because our ergonomics we're all built different and and I'll I'll tell you what the 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 biggest downsides that we see from the tall bar or bar risers are is when is when it stands you up and all of a sudden your your arms are closer you try to get in this certain position and it a lot of times it pushes your upper body back and the pelvis goes forward. Mm. This is the worst thing. Very good. This is the worst thing for you know you don't want to have your pelvis forward while you're riding. Because, you know, watch even really good riders, they fold at the hips, but they fold back. They don't fold forward. 
And so when you tall bars can tend to cause you to fold forward in order to stand all the way up, to stand up upright. And uh, Johnny was good at folding the hips back. So I've 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 heard you describe <laughs> the stink bug, huh? Yeah, the stink bug. Yeah, yeah the but, stink bug. And it all comes down like you always uh, preach, Jimmy. It's it all comes down to balance. And and if you're in a position where you're not getting your full mechanical balance on the bike, you're off balance. And off balance means you're not going to ride yeah. very good. Hey, your your results do not tell me that stink bug riding does doesn't Not work, work. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know hey it, and everybody's different like some people have just different feel the way they feel the bike and stuff so man uh sorry to go dick harshwood <laughs> way off the <laughs> way off the chart on that but we, what was that 20 minutes on uh ball risers matt uh 15 15 yeah pretty solid Got to give a shout out to my buddies that are watching though. Riverstone Family Lodge in Eureka, Montana. If you're yeah. Eureka, Montana, north of Kalispell. Did they you stay at the Riverstone Family Lodge? You didn't pay me the five dollars you were supposed to pay me for that. Read. You got those rims out there. <laughs> okay, good. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm buying some rims. Espioy Baraco. What's that? It means I'm drunk. No. <laughs> he's trying to say he's trying to say that I am Boy, drunk. Es muy borracho. Yeah, well, not really. Don't know that one. Yeah. Oh, it's it's Mexico for you. Just having it's a good a pretty time. Pretty easy bet with you or I. Just <laughs> throw that out there. Yeah, it's shooting for the big target. Bill Hall has a question. I have a riding question for you, Johnny. On this fine full moon evening, I am fine riding my five hundred. The higher gear. I can get away with while keeping the RPMs relatively low is better for the traction I get and it's easier to ride. Would this be one of your riding secrets that you would share with us mirror models at your riding school? That's for Johnny? Yeah, I just switched the name. (laughs) Well, how about your riding school? What do you think about, so he's talking about, can he, is there a technique for gear high riding yeah for uh you know when you're riding in uh let's just say a gear tall or when the rpms are lower you're not upsetting the chassis and so when you upset the chassis because you're spinning and having a high rpm you're losing traction and traction can upset your suspension but mostly the chassis and so that's that's correct like i i learned early on because i grew up riding big bikes and that, you know, CR 500s and CR 250s. He didn't mess around with those 125s. Those are for kids. I, I kind of, I had a one year on that and it was, got rid of those things. (laughs) I need, I need torque. Hey, what's, what's that thing right over there? Oh, there's a CR 80, 1980 CR 80. You know where that came from? That came from my first CR80. That's your CR80. <laughs> I lived on the side of your house. For yeah. Me. So what year was that? 80, 1980. 1980. I wanted one of those things so bad. Yeah. I was actually bummed out when Johnny told me he had one of those. I'm like, dude, you had one of those? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so, but yeah, I, um, I, I grew up on big bikes, so I had to learn how to make those work because CR500s at Carlsbad Raceway, zero <laughs> traction. And you got 60 horsepower, and I was like 135 pounds at 16 years old riding those things. So I learned how to short shift 
really, yep. really quick in order to one get traction, propel yourself forward, and you know keep the chassis like calm. And I never had good suspension. I never, I never even in the early days. In the, in early, the early days. In the early days. So that riding, you know, a two-stroke five hundred that way. But it, that goes along for any bike and any discipline. That you know, I, I've. I always had uh, I had some partners that rode the bike like on the rev limit and stuff. It wasn't me. And it was, and we'd fight suspension, fight suspension. But once you learn how to click it up a gear and use the torque of that motor, that's that's when the handling comes into play. You know. Yeah, I I totally agree with with that. You know, like when you when your motor's spinning fast and everything's spinning, it it's like a gyro, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard to like kind of knock that thing out of line. So your bike gets heavier when it's doing that. And then plus your bike's heavier. And now all of a sudden you start breaking traction. And so maybe it's not exactly going where you want it to. And so, and, and then it's, it stiffens up the suspension, you know, chain torque tightens up the suspension. It tightens up the chassis. There's, there's a, there's a lot to that. And for sure, what Johnny's talking about is absolutely you know true and like learning to lug a bike and I came from I started on 125 I started small bikes I was always small bike guy and those bikes you have to just kind of keep them pinned but even pinned they're not making near the kind of horsepower that a that a big bike would and the motor the components are smaller so it's not having the same effect but when you start riding a big bike and you try to like ride it like that and it doesn't work it's it kind of shows you that Hey, this there there is something to that whole chassis stuff, and half the reason I did so well on small bikes, I think, when I was younger, is because people didn't realize this, all the how the the chassis stuff worked. I could get my little one twenty five to work so much better than a guy on a big five hundred that even though he was you know pinned across a valley, his bike would be ricocheting all over the place, and mine would just track and go where I wanted it to. Well, you can make those one twenty five sing. I mean, you really do. That's kind of why I baited you out the sand track to ride that gals. Oh. And I was surprised because through the class I noticed she really relied on that low. I didn't even know if you could lug a 125 like she ended up doing. Yeah. You know, to to do that. And, it, and she ended up kind of, you know, I think after you took her for a ride – she ended up doing more of that. Well, it worked well, out well, really she, well. She, she, she started. She was she was lugging it bef- even below where it should have been lugged. I mean, it was just like she needed to just bring it up well, just a little bit more. It a little, but a lot of it was. It seemed like she really wanted to scream it out to get it way up there in the torque, and then later well, it was, she it, found it was, that sweet spot where she. Could it was just one. It was. It, it was one thing or the other. It was yeah. it was lug lug below where it was lugging, and then but if I had a chance, I'm going to scream it. And she didn't realize there's this whole place in the middle, and it's it's setting the throttle against you know, you may be half throttle, but it's only kind of like we'll call it a quarter throttle's worth of RPM, right? Because you're you're kind of loading the throttle up against the you're trusting the torque of the motorcycle, mm-hmm. and this is even what Johnny's talking about. That's that gear high thing. You know, especially on fuel injected bikes now, you can take a fuel injected bike and and just whack the throttle wide open. You do that in first gear, bad things are gonna happen. You do that same thing in third gear, and it's just gonna pull nice and smooth. 
And this is where the, like the, the TPI, the fuel injected two strokes are just amazing because before, if you turn the throttle, like you'd want to at this super low RPM, it would, you know, bog out and stutter and you wouldn't pull. And now they, when they, when they have the ability to, to build power, they'll, they'll accelerate. And if they don't have the ability to, to, to build power, they'll just keep chugging along. You know, they won't just like the carburetor doesn't get all confused in its analog manner. Read Trevor's here. Uh, he says, what is the best way to break bad habits of revving bikes? Shift sooner. <laughs> what? <laughs> Trevor, come on, man. This is why he's not getting any more stickers. Exactly that. JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. <laughs> you need to put a really super big main jet in your bike. Oh, is it carbureted? <laughs> <laughs> His, the bike he's riding? Um, I don't know. I don't think Trevor's really a rever, though. Are you Trevor? I don't know. Did your dad make you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's his dad. <laughs> Is he asking for a friend? Yeah, he's asking for his dad. <laughs> his dad doesn't even know how to type on the internets. Practice short shifting. Okay, so there's a what second. What time is it? Hey, there's a second. Might be time for. There's, no, there's a second part to this question. Oh yeah. This is the, this is the part for me. It says also. Riding after consuming large quantities of alcohol helps my balance. Thanks for all your riding and tech tips without referring to a manual or checking percentages of alcohol on your favorite adult beverages. Who's that? It's a guy named Bill Hall. That's not very (laughs) smart. (laughs) No. See, ask Johnny if he knows him. No. That's not. Okay. So don't consume large quantities of alcohol, actually at any time. Uh, it does not help your balance. This is this is a, easy, George. You gotta <laughs> walk. Do that. You gotta you gotta walk back to your motorhome. Uh, it doesn't help your balance. This has been scientifically proven. And in fact, if my wife yeah, were here. She would tell you. Should be here. She this. would tell you exactly why it doesn't. Even though you think it does, it's really it it's 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 amazing. Like when you start learning about all that all that stuff. I can tell you what it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you 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 hold on, hold on a second. I think just, this is George the it George relaxes your, your mind, <laughs> which relaxes your body. But oh, don't confuse that with being better or sharper. Okay, that's good. There we go. Uh, the voice from down below <laughs> uh, tells us how that works. It's your conscience. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's your conscious. Okay. Uh, is it time for a break? Yeah, it's 8.04. 8.04. So we're going to come back. So uh, back to Chris Parker's question. People the, are saying, no, we're going to come back. No, don't. The good tequila. Well, this is where we lose half of our audience and we can get to the good part of the show. Really tear it up. Yeah, oh, we, we, okay. we, we're, we're going to get back to the good part of the show. Because everybody leaves. We have that special thing happening in the next hour, right? And the 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 commercials you have to you know go through these commercials. Actually, some of them are kind of cool. We're going to get better ones soon. I heard we're getting better ones. Oh, we are. Yeah. So um, this this is the good tequila, Chris. By the way, this is the Loma. So you turn this turn me on to this. I'm going to let Johnny have some of this if he wants, but um, do it. But not George. Actually, I'm not going to let Johnny pour it because we saw what happened last time. I handed him the expensive bottle. And uh, that went from there. So, you know, speaking of alcohol, you know, small quantities, have a good time with it. Again, I'd like to thank uh, T- 
Taco Moto. It's going to sponsor our Rooster Endo segment. Yep. We have another $100 gift certificate. Yes, we do. So if you want to you know, get $100 worth of cool stuff for your bike, send us a Rooster Endo. Yamaha, they have, well, if you're a motocross rider looking to dominate. Oh, boy. Derek, give me that. Give it to you? Give me that. <laughs> no, we're not going to give you. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to explore what's new and improved for 2022. They have YZ450F, YZ250F. There's YZ125, all new two-stroke this year, YZ250. There's wow. the YZ85, YZ65, and even the YZ85LW if you want to take on that new thing at the Atlanta Grand Prix. That'd be the futures class. Cool. So no matter what you want, you can get it in a Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions graphic package and... If you have a four-stroke, they have the industry's only free power tuner app, which is super awesome. You can make your YZ work just for you. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to find out. Honda man's quiet here. That's JCR Honda. He's okay. He has to race against those things. He knows how awesome they can be. (laughs) Uh, I have a YZ125 in the garage, and I like it. And then uh, you can wear your Scott goggles, your climb gear. You can have DDC sprockets, and you can run a Trail Tech GPS or radiator fan or you whatever. Know what? I got all that stuff fully paid for. Scott's goggles because of this show. With the show. No, no, way before Scott's goggles, transition lenses, DDC sprockets. I've used him. Climb all in with that. The only thing I don't have is the trail tech because a buddy of mine said he'd hook me up with the trail tech. And it just hasn't happened. It's been like two years. But, nice. yeah, I'm still waiting to test the trail tech. All you tech. have to do is go on the tour, right, Jim? Yeah. So, okay, with that, we're going to see you at the next segment or see you out on the trail. You ready to run it? We're just at the end of the show. How about commercials, Matt? Break to commercial. You, I have to pee. Do it. Do you want commercials or you want that other video? Oh, no, no. Go to commercials. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, we'll see you guys yeah, in The other video, then. that's what a, a super show. surprise. Okay. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text, and it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, All of our Taco Moto co-branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. One thing happens and everybody wants to. Are yeah. we starting again? I'm sure there's yeah, we're a starting again. Okay, so live. Again, we're restarting the show, guys. Okay. We're live. Let's George roll. had to take a break, but he's getting calls from his yeah, wife, I believe. She, she probably told you to, you know, cut back on the voice of Matron. Sounds too much like, you know, 
playing around at home. It's not my <laughs> wife. She's in Colorado having fun. It's other friends. So, uh, so the good thing is, is that I found, like, we had a, um, oh, we'll talk about the Hoosberg stuff later. <laughs> <laughs> I uncovered some evidence of all this stuff that I talked about. I've been, I rode a Hoosberg for 180 miles yesterday. Not to, yeah, yesterday. Is that a big deal? It's not my fault. Apparently, yeah. for Hoosberg, it is. Well, I was, I was like, <laughs> Reading a tour, leading a tour, reading a tour, leading a tour at some points and then roosting off to the side of the tour. And it's like, you can't control that thing. It just wants to go so fast. So you got to short shift it. Sure. I wish I, it's all you can do. I mean, if you, I've explained many times in the show how if I actually turn the throttle to the end, it causes a lot of hoop de doos. Not whoop-de-doos. Hoop-de-doos? Whoop-de-doos? Hoop-de-doos. I thought it either accelerated the speed of the earth. It can or do, slowed it down, yeah, right? Or perhaps move the it, polar boundaries, whichever way. You're it depends going. on which direction you're going. Yeah, I, sure. I have explained this before too, but most people don't understand it. It causes the hoops because not because it's like digging trenches. It ripples the earth. It actually takes it and takes what's in front of it and stretches it and pushes it back into ripples behind it. Did You've you seen hear this me with hit carpets. the rev limiter on that going up the road the other day, drying it out on my Hoosaberg? Yeah. No, you can't hit the rev limiter. Oh, yeah, I can. It was a lot lower than I thought, okay. actually. You know, uh, it was like no, 4,800 RPM. Pop, 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 no, it wasn't like that. The yeah. only way I would know that you hit the rev limiter is because there'd be nice smooth pavement in front of where you did it and ripples behind. So that's the answer <laughs> to that question. Okay, so we're going to get into – actually, we're going to get our last question from Sean Ballon. Sean Ballon. Okay. Great show, but sorry, George. And he spelled George with a G. I don't know so who that is. me. Uh, yeah, you're wrong. The 1974 Yamaha Rooster Endo submission is a DT175A. Anybody should Okay, that. so Yamaha started with the DT designation with the 74 model year. Previously, the 1973 Yamaha 125 was known as a CT3 175 Enduro. Did you know this? Not about the CT because I never had any interest in those little bikes. But <laughs> no, so last week I actually sent in, and you didn't know who it was because it just said Facebook user, something. user. Yeah, because I was actually watching the show on Matt's what repost. How do you, I don't right? Know how you oh, say that. oh, uh, and I put in I stand it. corrected because the RT one was a three sixty street legal bike the dt1 was a 250 iteration of the street legal you know yamaha and i thought rt was street legal and dt was just the dirt then they did have an mx model which was different well yeah. we we don't need yeah. to get any of these idiosyncrasies because no, somebody like trevor is watching but yeah and he's asking questions for his friend who's worried about so, over revving his bike but I know that this segment takes a tank every time that you start talking about vintage bikes. So I brought a cat because kitty cat videos are really popular on the internet. This is Selma. Here, Selma, say hi. Well, she yeah. is purring, yeah. Yeah, oh, the cat's super stoked to be on the show, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to just shove her underneath the table where she belongs because we don't really like cats that much unless they kill animals <laughs> on a thing. Um 
So, hey, Sean, thanks a lot for uh, giving us our um, Yamaha DTCT and uh, MX history. Yeah, thanks. It, you know, my life's more complete with being corrected and everything. Right. Do you, don't you do you have one of those still? I have an RT. Yeah. You have an RT. Why don't you RT bring it out and let's find out, where the, let's find out where the rev limiter on that two-stroke is. You know, it, I found it. My brother did. He fell down on the throttle side and it pinned it wide open and it went ring. I'm like, pick it up, you know. And then it went crunch and I took the pipe off and the pieces of piston came out. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> so that was its rev limiter. <laughs> why? Did, In those days. Why did it... Why did it go crunch? Because it, because it, did it lean out? Did it kind of seize, or did it just, it just way over revved? And and those were those were a, a piston, <coughs> a piston port, right? Well, understand, yeah. No, oh, no piston port. Reed valve? No, didn't have a reed valve. Just the heads, you know, ported. Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. I'm talking about what's what's the induction? How is it is it a so on two strokes you can have a piston port would be super old school. The, there's just one port that you know in goes the in the back train. of the cylinder, yeah, one the back. in the front, they're so different is, levels. Is, yeah, and, and yeah. at that point, like a piston port, no, a piston port there has to be something to stop the pressure from going back. At the carburetor, so that rotary when that the piston that, gets at a that, certain height that they, blocks that off. Yeah, yeah, that piston, that straight piston port. There was and, and there then, was nothing in there to prevent I, anything because because the piston would have to go past the piston port so that the to gas could get off. into the well. It block it. No, it it open it up to go into the bottom of the. It go into the bottom end, and then it and then it would come back down and everything would go back in. Then there was there was the rotary valve, so it was the piston was that. that was like the the old uh, JT, the JT one. I don't know about that one. That was a little mini bike. I think it was a sixty, and and that was a there was a it was like a a disc that had a slot cut into it, and it was spinning on the crank, and it would open up, and then there's reed valves, of course, that we have all familiar that with. That was passed this year, so mine. I had the street legal version. My buddy had the MX. Yep. And we took it, you know, we looked at him, took it apart. His was quicker and faster and everything. Right. And so we just measured literally with a plastic millimeter ruler where his ports were. And I penciled that in and ground it out with a Dremel tool to raise my ports and lower them and so forth. So so yours could have, yours could have been and and a, that thing went like hell. I what, mean it what's worked. the other I'm trying to think of the other the other the, the other one is a case read or not case, or just case. So so the 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 intake goes straight into the crankcase. Yeah. Okay, That's so all it was it was just went straight down. Came yeah, up so the, the sides. The, no there was a port when the piston got to a certain level, it intaked, it went up, it shut that off, it compressed it. And then it exhausted it. That right. It. So, because some of them go, yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of how to explain it in an in an audio thing without a diagram. I could draw it on a yeah. thing, but I'm having yeah. a hard hard thing. So, yeah. um, piston port is all two strokes except a rotary valve. Okay, David. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, but there's like I said, there's reed valves. There's, I've seen a couple different things. Actually, you want to know something? If you're really into two strokes, there's some guy on the internet. His 
on YouTube is called Two Stroke Stuffing. I think I've brought him up before. He's building this supercharged is that a porn channel or something. No, 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 not that one. <laughs> okay, this guy. <laughs> He started out just as a guy trying to document, like, I'm going to build the world's fastest two-stroke, 50. The, the, the most horsepower per CC kind of a thing. And anyways, his YouTube channel, he gets tons of views and stuff. But he's done all these crazy things. And uh, I think he's drinking a little too much, which, like, is obviously not the key to a successful podcast, George. <laughs> Does he have good balance at least? Does he have good balance? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's um, he's he's pretty handy with some of the machines in the garage. So, but anyways, if you're into two strokes and you want to learn a lot about two strokes, different things, two stroke stuffing, uh, go check that channel out. <laughs> I like to see that. Be careful. Uh, Victor says he can see some Jerry Bernardo designs. Victor, you have a sharp eye, and you obviously haven't had enough to drink. Um, let's see. Case Reed is still piston port. That's correct too. Yeah. So pit. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. The Jeff, the next one, Jeff. Back. Hey, Hey, sometimes I have to think on this show and it hurts. And this is <laughs> the problem is now my definitions are confused because I just started talking and you're right. What was the, what did I, what did I get wrong last show? Do you remember what it was that narrow it down, Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, besides the whole show? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. We're done with these questions here. I can see, just crumple this, this a, stuff up. This is when yeah. you're getting old. Jeff Banton here. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Johnny, any relation to Preston Campbell, number three with JCR? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you're getting old. <laughs> yes. Say yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's your kid. I know, I know that guy. Yeah, Sorry. you know that guy. <laughs> I know that guy. We trying to ignore him this week? <laughs> yeah. Preston's my kid. Okay. Grab with his ticket. I'll ask you that off. off One or two? Yeah. 102 miles an One hour? One or two got it dismissed. Ticket dismissers. Dismissed the ticket. Went from two points to one point. I think he ended up having to pay them like 800 bucks. That was that was advice from from, from George. No traffic school. Okay, Clat Claddle Claddle Cadle. Say that name. Clayt Leadman. That's good. You're better at spelling than me. From Bob Nari, Jimmy. What's your take on the KTM 250 free ride? Um. We have a test on it on dirtbiketest.com, www.dirtbiketest.com. Search KTM Freeride, and you can see exactly what I think about it. But now I'm drawing off memory, which evidently, as we've seen, is not that good. And um, I have a hard time explaining what I think. But Or said. Or I said last week. <laughs> I it just I'm just going to sum it up. It's a, it's a really cool idea. In other words, I think they wanted to kind of build this bike for smaller, more entry-level riders, maybe like an urban kind of cross between trials bike and a moto bike. And I think they did all that stuff, and it just turned out to be completely wrong. Is that <laughs> Even for somebody that's just that stature? The, the problem is it's, it's ergonomically awkward. For it, you, as hmm. a normal human. No, but even for a small person, just the way the bike handles and stuff. So isn't it kind of close to the Beta X? Beta didn't go to the extreme that KTM did. Mm. KTM took it like one level 
we'll call it either too far or too correct. And, and so I took one of those and I actually went out and I thought this is going to be the most awesome bike to set up King of the Motos. Cause I used to use my KTM 200, smaller, lighter, more agile bike, you know, had enough power. And I'm like, Oh good. There's a, there's a 250, a little more power, like power torque. I meant, torque. and and it's in a smallerish chassis, and I thought it was going to be really good. And I thought it was going to be a little bit like a tri- more like a trials bike, you know, especially because the way the pipe was and stuff. And it would, it 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 didn't do it. It's kind of like an XR four hundred, Johnny. <laughs> it's this bike that's really good at doing a lot of everything. It's just not good at anything. anything. Yeah, it's it's that. And and so that's kind of my my opinion. I mean, it's not bad. Uh, the suspension's kind of limited. Where the Beta X Trainer would be the, the the bike I would stack it up against. You know, like compare it to the Beta X Trainer. They just use downgraded suspension components that probably perform very similar to the KTM components. The KTM components, in my opinion, are kind of at their limit. Where the Beta ones could be made better. You know, they're just just that and then the chassis is not the chassis on the beta is not awkward it's not different you know compromised in certain ways but i don't know it's i think it's a cool i think it's a cool bike i think it's awesome that companies are willing to experiment and try that kind of stuff and for some for the right person that's an awesome bike um but if you're thinking that that's the answer to the question it either is or it isn't and i can't tell you whether you're it's right for you, Bob, or not. You so. really don't ride a lot of different okay. bikes, do you? Just this point this. where you are. Red ones. Yeah. Red, red ones that aren't gas gases. <laughs> the real red. The real, the real red, red, red ones. ones. And do you do like basic factory beta testing? Hey, you know what? I, I know I yeah. know yeah. I know that this guy in secret rides other brands. I know that you have to because how can you how can you if you're doing testing you have to ride the competition stuff. It's common, I think. Allegedly. Every, every manufacturer <laughs> yeah. has comparison bikes. Okay, so G Wiz asks, of course, G Wiz says, what do you and Johnny Campbell think of the new CRF250RX? So I'm going to just tell you point blank that Johnny thinks it's a really good bike and he's going to tell you how great it is. And I can't tell you what I think because I haven't ridden it. What's the RX distinguish what kind of bike is it the rx is like a closed course competition uh off-road bike okay so not motocross but maybe not open desert but more like gp gncc um so the rx is is closed course so like say the x model is like a green sticker it's off-road legal you know meets the requirements and the r would be the motocross model so this one kind of fits the void in between but to get get to the question uh i mean the crf 250 rx is is my favorite bike hands down like hey if it's if it if it carries over the improvements that the motocross bike the r had that bike is going to get really good. Did and I already liked it. Yeah. If you say, if I compare it to last year's model with the new chassis and the new upgrades, the chassis is just so much more lighter, nimble, easier to move around, um, change direction, um, single track trail. They kept the stability. Um, 
but with the added torque that the motor has, it makes it so fun on the trails and and a lot of guys are even racing that bike. So, you know, and and some in the 250 class. We're going to have an impression, an impression of the bike later this week, by the way. Trevor <laughs> Hunter just informed me. Yeah. That's a, that's an impression but with an o on it. Hmm. I don't know why. But because <laughs> o's uh, right next to i am going to guess on a keyboard. <laughs> that's more than I know. I stay away from keyboards because they lead me to Facebook and YouTube and all the other places I can get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Berm Cannon says, what's up, Legends? Legends, when is the uh, Africa Twin 650 coming? They're making a smaller one? Well, no, they're going to they're gonna <laughs> crash a CBX 500 and Africa Twin into each other, and then they're going to get that whatever they just talked so about. So is that a single <laughs> so cylinder? We're supposed to go to uh, the, the Rooster Endo. Why, you got to go to yeah. bed? No, no, it's just a no, it's almost it's 8 that time. It's, it's almost eight thirty. It's yeah. a timing thing. Yeah. Normally do it after commercial, but uh yeah. okay. good. Okay, so we're gonna go straight. Are you are you doing the announcements, George? We're not gonna take the board down. Just oh, oh yeah, take the board down. Okay. Bring the board oh, down. Because it's gonna because it's gonna hit me in the head. My friends, if they're still watching in Montana, gotta see the uh, endo side of it. Is that here? Right there. Just don't hit the okay. microphone. I got I got it. I got it. Got oh, it. It's all balanced. It's nothing's not gonna fall off, is it? Well, I'm holding it. Well, I don't want to hit the soundboard over here. Okay. Okay, just drop it over there. Here we go. Okay, explain the roost and the endo side. So endo well, it's is it's really simple. This is the segment where you send your picture of your bike with you tell us what kind of bike it is and you tell us what you've done to it, and then we discuss it on the show. Hopefully, Everybody but you learn something from uh, what we think of your bike, and then you hate us or love us, and uh, you could potentially win $100 from tacomoto.co. Hopefully, it's a KTM if you're getting that because there's a million more parts for KTMs and KTM-related brands, but that doesn't – we don't discriminate. Even if you send a picture of your ATC 185 – No, it's a – 250 or something it's a big one it's the red so oh, the big what's the big red what the, yeah it's a Ex- big red explain what sets the boundaries Roost for my is- friends in montana because my my uh bike winners there your bike went winners oh your roost bike yeah do you have the, a bike that roosts no the endo the endo <laughs> well it roost means it's good it means which it's, is it's, what this thing. That's the standard. That's the high standard for roosting. Which is it, what? It, it's my personal Husaberg 570. Okay. And what's the bottom? I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you just I've one. I've ridden that bike many times. I'm going to show you one. No later on in the show, I will show you one example. Matt, you'll agree with me why that bike roosts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, this is undisputed proof because it's that this bike roosts. And we Husaberg, have. Husaberg, which starts with an H, is like a Honda. Yeah, it start, it's like H. It starts as like a Honda. It starts with an H. And then Endo is because, like, we talk, about, motor, we talk about motorcycles on this show, and some jackass sent a picture of a three-wheeler in and said, does this thing roost? <laughs> because – and the worst thing is he bought it because he thought he was going to get to participate in the Alter 3 World Championships. But you, you need to start – he didn't even read the rule book that there isn't one, but you need to start with an ATC 70. 
and he just went straight to 250 or 300. Big red, it's a 200. Big one. 185? No, it's a 250. Yeah, it's something like that. Hey, let's stop talking about like AT. That's Andu. That's the ATC. Well, it could be any of the bikes from here down are Endos. We these, call it Big Red. These bikes all endo. And and you know what? By and large, lately, it seems like the trend to get your bike to endo is to bolt on the f- my favorite part currently, mm-hmm. a big, giant metal front discard. <laughs> Which you have those? Do you use those? <laughs> Why? Do you yeah, have an I, opinion on it? So, Jimmy, this has become quite a joke amongst the I've never uh, the used listeners. front discard. Oh, it's a joke. Yeah, they... Oh, they don't the know Facebook that I'm post. serious. No, no, no. They're, hey, you no, know they what? know you're serious. No, I got, I got, I got heat. I got heat because we actually bolted one onto a bike, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain. I'm because I'm the princess and the pea. Princess and the pea. Yeah, some some guy's wife was listening to the show. Mostly the pea. Well, my my, <laughs> I, I I said, hey, I, I we bolted one onto a bike, and I felt it was on a CR four fifty CRF four fifty X, by the way, and I felt this thing. And I'm starting to kind of think, you know, more and more about like, what did I feel? And like, I'm pretty sure it was what it did to the clamping more mm-hmm. than, you know, now that I know, you know, I started thinking about it because it wasn't the weight. Because yeah. somebody, well, somebody, a smart person sent me all these weights of all these different. Chris. Yeah. All these different front fork things. So you know, how does the discards. clamping affect it? It Re- binds. Yeah. But it, it's it, this far apart on a. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. You guys know. Yeah, Yeah. people don't know, but we do. Okay, because we're superior. Okay, so let's get into Rooster End. The the non-mortals. No. I got to make make a Kenda plug here, though. Okay. Because Jeff Benton wants to know uh, a California Hare and Hound tire. Oh, Parker. Kenda Parker DTs. Parker DTs. Hard direction. Yeah. Yeah, hard direction. There you go. No, I'm I'm, I'm 100% on with that. Yeah. Their yeah. price point's really good. Yeah. That's why. Get to, the, get to the rooster enter, okay, rooster George. Enter. Co-host, this is your job. Well, Johnny, I thought I'd read One these. job. So I'm supposed to give this? Hey. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't even. Okay. I can't so here's even a picture. Run my own that? show. Who's the, fir- who's the first this one? This is John Shalemeyer. John Shalemeyer. Johnny, Just don't cheat. Just a 2015 YZ250FX. No real mods aside from spark plug arrestor and a couple of bash guards. A spark plug arrestor? Yeah. Spark plug arrestor. Spark plug arrestor. It's not a real good picture. Does it have muffler bearings or? Is this a spark plug arrestor? Yep. That's he's, all got it a, says. he's got spark a giant uh, light bar on the front of that thing. Dude, Trevor needs to see that thing because that hokey dokey thing that they run every once every year. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he hasn't hasn't he gone to Ba Designs and figured it out yet? I don't know, there's but some good um, stuff available. Yeah, Trevor, there's there's quit, quit revving your bike. <laughs> yeah, shift sooner. I, yeah. This guy looks like he's on the gas. He's aggressive. I like the riding style. I'm actually pretty happy with the. The riding style. He's got a little Scott weight goggles. on the outside peg. Can yeah, he's, he's definitely weight in the outside of the foot pegs. Yeah, that's got, so. What? What? It, let me see this sheet. Just a 2015 YZ250. That's not. A, there's gonna, not much sheet. That's a here, great really. bike. I like the fact he has a light. That I'm just assuming that he does ride at night, and that's that's a cool factor. Right yeah, he's there. doubling his riding time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, roost. That, that was easy. I was really. Gonna, 
I was. It's Blue Crew too. And he, hey, he didn't. Yamaha. He didn't Johnny Gucci King. out his aftermarket junk all over his bike. He says he has some protective stuff, which is good, and he's riding the hell out of that thing. Good, run it, roost. <laughs> Here's a pin, Johnny. Just stick it up there high on the roost side. You know, but the amount of words there means he's just trolling us for the hundred dollar certificate. Right. So we got to be careful because because. Rooster Ender means nothing. It's the hundred dollars from Takamoto that yeah. could that could send you someplace. And the winner of the Rooster Ender segment isn't necessarily the winner of the hundred dollars. No. Well, I mean, wait, what? No, 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 no. The winner of the Rooster Endo segment, you could endo and still get the hundred bucks. Yeah, that's because you that's might what I mean. you might need it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, we just make it up as we go. Okay, so this is Jacob Kyler. Right. Got him up. Twenty twenty one FE five hundred one or. 501 Mako bar mounts. That's a 360-degree rubberized thing. Yeah, it's dampening. Yep. ASV levers. Yep. A Cherby hand guards and frame guards. Mother of all radio radiator guards. What's that? Mother of all? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Molecule motorsport skid plate. Sick ass light switch and sick ass rear brake light switch. <laughs> okay, that's nice. Sick ass. It's it really that's, they, they, that's a real brand. It's a real brand. I have some of their stuff. Yeah, I have like I, their, have, I have their key yeah. limiter stuff, and and on on a few of the bikes that I've got, they I have the they they make a instead of KTM's um, switch that's about this long, and I and I'm showing the size of um, well, it's about three inches uh they make one that's like one and a half inches so it's smaller and it fits so it's better sick ass. it's sick ass it's, it's thinner so you can put more stuff on your handlebars he's got checkers on it is he a checker he's, yeah he's got he's out in like in a tilled cornfield or something are there checker checkers back east I don't know, because <laughs> that's that's not checkers from. If, if it was checkered, there'd be like you know some broken down cars, and there'd be a meth lab over to the side. I don't like how he has checkers on his seat too. <laughs> like the grips, the the, the gri grippers. The grippers it has checkers on it. That's attention to detail. This guy the, thought out that. Should have put the Serape seat on, like Bob. The handlebar dampening thing kind of scares me. Yeah. Um Jimmy does that. Yeah, I don't know. Flex I'm flex bars. I, I don't have any experience with it, so I really I te I tested the early versions of those things and they do work. They do do certain things. And it's a characteristic if you're looking for you'd Disconnect like it. Disconnect you from your steering? This, for me? Oh, you don't steer with your handlebars. No. Yeah. yeah, well, it did. It doesn't disconnect me from my steering. Like it that. disconnected me a little bit from what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. It was. It was. It was interesting, but um, no, there's a lot of people like them. They're, uh, you know, they can they 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 do things. They do stuff, and uh, good or bad is dependent on the rider. He doesn't have a front disc guard, and if he does, he's hidden it. Just for that, I'm going to give him a roost. Yeah, the, and the rear brake guard actually is all scuffed up. Oh, so he's oh, using nice. it. Yeah. Okay. Next. You got a pen? Okay. Tim oh, pen. Henderson. Got Tim up there. 2022 EXC 250F. EXC 250F. I've got one of those. Wait, wait, it's a 20 what? Oh, no, no, no. He says it's a 22. Okay. That picture's EXC. not very good. 
Are we sure? Do they make it? Yeah, I'm getting confused. The colors indicate 2022. I think this could be a troll. Wait a minute. (laughs) I've not seen any lights or anything. This is fake news. EXC. And where's the license plate from? Looks like foreign. I don't know that they still make a a 250, an EXC 250F. I thought that was kind of, wait a minute, hold on a second. So EXC would have taillights and turn signals. Yeah, this thing doesn't have That should be. It just has a. It has a license plate. Could it be an XC? Oh, maybe. Wait, where is he from? What country? Doesn't say. I don't know. What's his name? Tim Henderson. That's. To so it's not like uh, give me that give me that all okay re, re, pop, like, no 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 click click he has clicks from, you know, clicks in his name yeah <laughs> south wherever it is do we've had people in this show that have clicks in their names yeah okay read off what he's got on it it's stock uh, it's radiator fan radiator guards front disc guard so just throw them away oh now. he's lying but it's not, it's, on yeah, it's not even I don't on there think it's on there. Back wheel discard, traction and map switch, swing arm protector. What's a swing arm protector? None of this is on the bike. They're not even on the bike. Bart Buster. We sure we got the right bike? Yeah. In tank filter. This this is the right bike. (laughs) And you know what I think you should do? Hey, is you should we should table this and allow him a week to redeem himself and explain what is going on. Um. Yeah. Here, give me that mic real quick. Give me that mic. No. Come on. No. Just give it to me. <laughs> no. Come on. I'll help Tim out. Tim, get your shit together and send a picture of your real bike. Okay, there we go. Okay, next. <laughs> okay, this is uh, 100 bucks will bring in the trolls, won't it? Uh, I don't know. This isn't troll. He's just Forster. That's weird. Yeah. 2022 FE501S. Basically oh. stock. True North Rack. What's that? It looks like that thing that I took off the bike that you sold me. Dude. (laughs) Continental tires. That's what it is. It's that it's that big giant rack that that, that, that it hooks the back. That was not just a big giant rack. That was a George customized rack. It was it was it was a rack just like this. So Johnny, imagine you know you want to put panniers, like adventure style panniers, but soft ones on your on your on enduro your bike? enduro bike, and so they, and you, you your, your 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 subframe and your especially fender won't handle that load, so they build a rack for it. And there's guys that want to they want a lightweight adventure bike, and they so they do this. Mm-hmm. So George actually took his buddies because the the rack kind of mirrored the lines of the side panels. But for the bags that they, that they were running, it would still allow the bags to flop in and kind of catch the chain and the tire. You know, things that if you're riding a little bit aggressive may happen. Yeah. So George doubled up. He rigged the hell out of this thing. Oh, yeah. So I'm if anybody to, wants one, I have one I'm for sale. I'm trying to figure out what this is. <laughs> Cheap. <laughs> Cheap. Like I see this is a mirror, right? But what's this one? Well, let me check. I can't even see it with my glasses. So I haven't finished. That that's a okay. That that's a, that looks like a double take mirror. Do you say double take mirror? Does he no. list that? Yes, and the last one. That's good. But a taco tail tidy and front LED t- turn signals. Yeah, I see those. So yeah, those are all good. Yeah, that's the. 
I don't know what that that might be. That you know what? Maybe he had his phone mounted on that on that um, on that mount, Johnny. Hmm. He might have had his phone there, and he had to take it off to take a picture of his bike, yeah. or GPS or something. Yeah, it looks like something. Okay, I think that's a good. That's that's up there. I think that's a ruse. I was surprised he rode that far off the road with those tires. <laughs> what are the tires? <laughs> the, the whole stock, thing. The, the stock whole thing one scares me. It's endoing. Well, it's not red. Johnny Campbell's going with end. <laughs> you, you, you're just gonna let him fall back on it's not red. Yeah, really. Yeah. That's that's a good thing around here. We speak for you. It's not red. He could have got a red you. one. Like it. There's all okay. these things sticking up right where you you're riding. There's like this one thing. Well, here, you got to keep track of people around you. You don't care. You're the out photo. In front. The photo isn't that good. Really, can't really see about his bike, and he's angled it such that if he had a discard on there, I couldn't see it. Yep. So there, you might be sliding that in there. So yeah, it's going. It's going down here in the okay. endo zone. Last one, Salim Slob Javed. <laughs> Where's the picture? That's probably real. Give us the picture. No, I gotta look at it. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, it it you looking at it is not gonna help us. So it's a twenty twenty one KTM five hundred EXCF. That thing looks pretty mean. Things FMF like slip on ECU remapped wow. and tuned by Rex Fuel Torque. Do we know them? No. Okay. Swing arm covers, good. So covers his swing arm, more weight. He's got like Air Jordan graphics or something. He, That's, he literally does, yeah, on the front it's fender. It's like on the front fender. That's gnarly. I want to know, what's he done with his headlight? Is that blacked out? Well, we're not yeah. there. Murdered? It's okay, murder. get there. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it is. George. A turby engine and clutch covers. Force batch, bash plate. Rival ink custom graphics. Black Acherby plastic. Okay, wait, wait. Rival Ink. Rival Ink seat covers. Google them. What are they? Yeah. No. I think I've heard about that. I, thought, you I think know I've about, about them? them. I don't know, but they, they this thing, it looks mean. Johnny, the first thing, what would you say? Looks mean. It looks mean. It looks mean. It I, does look mean. Like, I'm scared. If that thing rolled up next to me, I'd ah! <laughs> <laughs> Jet hand guards, blacked out headlight. Blacked out fuel tank. How do you black out your fuel tank? They blacked it out. I don't know. That's a good question. Black fork wrap. This just blows it. This <laughs> this handles it. Next one. Steg pegs. Oh God. no no hey too. look you can see him too look I I no here's the funny thing is I am probably the biggest like anti steg peg guy <sighs> because they they. They touch me in a place I don't like to be touched, you know? <laughs> they stag them. Yeah, but that's you're older and everything's a look, little that, lower now. That doesn't that they may work for him. That doesn't that's, that's not it. a bad thing. I'm I don't have any problem with the steg peg. I don't okay. even have a problem with your front discard, okay? But I still You ready if, for the next one? No, it, well, it's probably gonna be front discard. But if you have a front discard, here's here's I want you to send me a picture of all the scratches on it. That's all I want to see is picture of your scratched up discard. And if your discard is scratched up and the rest of your bike is pretty, I understand. If your bike looks like you drug it down the side of a mountain and your discard was part of the protective package that kept that bike intact. With chunks out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, then then it's 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 understandable. But the discard, so that's hitting things that maybe you would have cleared. 
if the discard wasn't there, right? Because um, you, you got me confused. No, if you're going down, you got a discard, and you would have cleared it with just your disc, right? And the discard sticks out another, and you hit it. That's not. That's no bueno. Is it? You can never tell. But anyway, so you ready for the next? Because we got three more bullet points. Okay. No, two. So I said steg pegs, 40 millimeter bar risers. <laughs> oh, boy. He didn't, he may be a non lurch. He may be a guy that's tall with really, yeah, like Tyrannos- alligator. Like Tyrannosaurus Rex, like, right? like, like the yeah, Tacosaurus. T Rex. Let's call him T Rex. <laughs> Actually, the Tacosaurus Rex, I lost his hand here. Um, and then the last is a tidy tail. Tidy tails are good. Which I think's a cleanup tail. We got to pick a winner. Signal thing. We got to pick a winner out of this group. What is this? I I like the graphics on this. <laughs> I really. Do. It's the bike's just. He's making it roost. He's it's making a clean it looking bike. I'm scared of it. That thing pulled up next to me. I'd. Get out of there. Um, Just turn and go away. It's like going to the Atomic Inn on a Monday night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, Any? I. I'm having a hard. I'm having a hard time remembering the 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 bikes in general. So we had the checkers. We had the YZ that was racing. Uh, We have the mean bike. The Husqvarna and the 250 okay. EXE. For me, it's between the last one and the YZ that was racing. The YZ with the light bar on it, because Trevor could learn something from this. Yeah. Where are we at, Johnny? I think there's no Hondas in there, so at least we know there's no bias in this decision. I'm not. I, I'm just going to say that uh, I like the Yamaha guy the first guy yeah 15 okay because the bike was mostly stock he didn't jack it up with all this junk and and he rides at night i guarantee you there's something he could mm. find at takamoto but the good thing is george no matter what you say you've been outvoted well i think it's the honda three-wheeler the <laughs> <laughs> that's from a couple months ago <laughs> so couple of years okay I, I think it's the wise the yz as well yeah so what's what's the name? john uh Scholmier? John, oh, you can't even say his name? That sounds like me. <laughs> so, okay. Schollmeyer? John, thanks for uh, sending that in. Just to prove that we don't just pick um, KTMs and KTMs Nuskies. all the time. Yeah. No, it was a cool. good bike. He should check out the 2022 CRF 250 RX. Hey, so um, I hate to That's say this, bomb, but like this, this just in. Uh, Chris Parker uh, trolled us, and he said he just wanted to see if he could get a Baja legend to say his name on the air. I don't. E- I said more than that. I said, I said Chris Parker. I even said his old company name. CPR. I know that's good. His old company, yeah. yeah. This is Rottweiler now. Yeah. Uh, he told me now. He says story. he says he says he's already had a, a Dakar guy to do it. So he's just trolling all of us. He's gonna have to watch out. I'm gonna take. You know what, Chris. You thought that was tricky? Wait till I bring my cat down to your shop and your squirrel's done. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Selma will make a bad day. Are we ready for the next thing? Oh, we're ready for the, we're ready for for the next the, thing. For your story here. So everybody wonders why that the Husaberg is up at the end and how I have some crazy affection for my Husaberg. But it's not just like crazy affection. It's it's a It's like proven. There's certain things that you just have to like prove – 
every once in a while you just have to say, yeah, I've got this. So there's a little video that just surfaced on the internet. It's uh, out there. There was this time when a Husaberg 570, and I happened to be riding it, lined up at the bottom of Oldsmobile Hill. It's a famous drag racing hill out at Glamis that everybody goes to to prove the 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 worthy. It's a proving ground. Yeah, it's a proving ground. You're going to show this thing. It's take no prisoners. You're starting at the bottom, racing to the top, and the. The thing that gets to the top the fastest is the best thing. Can you put that up here, Matt? We're gonna put it's gonna wanna, it's I gonna see it here. It's gonna go up there. So evidently there was this time when my Husaberg, I was there on my Husaberg, and there was some other guy on a factory Honda rally bike. And there was Who would a, that be? There's another guy on a factory Yamaha rally bike, and there was some other guy named Johnny Campbell who's sitting right next to me. He was there. Some other anonymous. And there was some other guy named Kendall Norman. That donkey was just showed up out there. And we just looked at each other, and we didn't have to talk. We just, like, shook our heads. We do this thing. You shake your heads because we knew it was a race. We knew we had a race. And then somebody threw a a tire or a shoe or a rock. They threw it, and when it hit the ground, we went. And this is the video of what happened. And you, 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 we gonna get to hear it too, because you can hear. Yep, yep. You can and hear they can little. hear us talking over it too. Yeah. So, so here's here's what happened on that that fateful day. And by the way, Husaberg 570s on the far side of the screen. You'll know because it's the one that darts out in front. Here we go, Ricky Brayback. Uh, who's next? Andrew Short. There's Johnny Campbell in the right. Here we go. And the Husaberg on your screen. Johnny Campbell in front. Who's that? On, who's that in fr- up front? Uh, it'd be me on a Husaberg. I'm, Jimmy I'm, I'm looking over to the side, and right now I decided since I'd won, I just started to pull a willy. Who's that in the far left? Is that Kendall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's it. <laughs> Did, won, let's huh? let's go back to the start. <laughs> Did he take off and get a? No, I didn't get. I didn't get a jump. Let's see. Let's watch the start. Is that Narc was throwing a, that? No, that was Rick Sr. Rick Sr. Oh, I, I saw Ricky. So I find it highly suspicious that the video only shows the racers on the right side, like the, the, At the three start. on the right. It doesn't show the well, here's, two on the left. So here's what's so funny. who started? Here's what's funny about this. So that was the second time that that happened. But the first time, it was, it was, it was a much clearer victory. So much so that I like when I got halfway up the hill, I took my hand off the handlebars and like you know put the thumbs up just to rub it in, and I didn't even I hardly even had to try because the bike did all the work. That 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 that's a Husaberg five seventy for you. So, so just just so you know, I'm just curious was it was it bike or rider? <laughs> oh, that's a hard question to answer. <laughs> but I mean. No. But uh, Jimmy, what about this other drag race I've heard about recently? Oh, that's like so the the one where uh, where the Berg lost. Well, so that that Husaberg is a different Husaberg. There are two of them. There's two of them out there. Okay, but you only say the Husaberg 570. Not that kind of includes any 570, right? Well, it's more more so than not. So that that particular Berg does not have like 700 hours on it 
And this drag race you heard about, I was on the other bike, not on the Hoosier let somebody else ride it. Right. And they were scared to turn the throttle all the way. That's why the bike that I was on, which was a factory KTM rally bike, or not, a, it was a, not a factory bike. What do you call it? A production factory bike? Customer factory rally bike? Yeah, re, re, uh, rental. Re, is a rental bike that was purchased. Rally replica. Rally replica. So, and, and so we were on the pavement when we did the, when we did the roll on. And I actually had to drop a gear on the, like Husaberg just rolled on in top gear and, and the, the the rally bike took off so slow I had to drop a gear. And then I'll, then that's when I let it rev out like we were talking about when we were just hammering the rev limiter. Like I had to hammer the rev 4, limiter. 4,300 RPM. It was like 14, something okay. like that. So anyway, so just, just to back up any concerns, I'm glad everybody got to see that. It's just some – you know, some little bit of evidence. I just want to thank everybody that's been here the whole time for uh, letting two hours of their life go by. <laughs> <laughs> that they can never yeah, recover. It's all worth it. Right hey, here. Yeah. But if, if, you, if, you, if you do have a motorcycle and motorcycle product-related question, you you can ask us and we'll give you an honest answer as long as it doesn't have anything to do with the uh, Husabergs because then it's all just out the window. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It is a nice bike, though. It does – I like riding that bike. It's good. It has some really good characteristics, kind of like an XR400, right, you Johnny? took all the muffler yeah. packing out yep. of it to make it sound like a rally bike. <laughs> so Sounds good. Are we are we past our time limit? Yeah. Uh, getting up there. We're getting up there. I don't know how many like, more I'm the one that's left. tired, and Matt's over there just so anyway, groggy. You guys, you know, these guys don't want to promote themselves, but there's Jimmy Lewis off-road classes and stuff, Johnny Campbell – going on a Johnny Campbell tour. What was a quote today that the guy said? I, I've i got it on here. They're neat deals. So you can come ride with Johnny and go on a tour with Johnny and Jim and whoever. This guy got the uh, the A tour because Ricky was out here. Jimmy was out here. You guys were all riding together. What did he say? One of the highlights of my life. Yeah, he said... No, it was it was. That's more what than he that. said. It was stronger than that. Well, that's all you it, texted it was, me. Yeah, yeah, he did. He said it, it was just the highlight of his life to ride. Dude, he was riding. A, he stuff. was riding a full-on JCR prep bike. JCR he Speed was. Shop, right? He was. JCR. Oh, that's where he JCR Speed Shop dot com. Uh, it was a fully prep bike by uh, no no other than Joe Lloyd himself, and uh, finely tuned. And uh, does a really nice job, meticulous. So they're meticulous starting some guy. tours and stuff around, and it's it it's cool. And uh, yeah, where else are you gonna do that? Jimmy Lewis com changed my world. Oh, changed riding. your world? It did. <laughs> changed his life. It did. No, I can yeah. ride safer, longer. You know, better. Oh, good. Questions yeah. are popping up. Look at this. But um. Have you tested the Precision Racing Parabolic Damper? My answer is no. I've ridden a couple of bikes that had it, but I haven't tested it. If so, comparison between the Scots and Precision Dampers. Uh, I never rode one. Only Scots. Yeah, so I didn't. I didn't test it. I rode with it, and it felt like a steering damper. You know, there's a lot of steering dampers out there, and it feels like some steering dampers can feel like you over tightened your headset and other ones you don't know they're on there with the scots you don't know it's on there until you need it 
and and when it's set up properly, you can set up a Scots horribly and make it feel like a steering damper, or you over tighten your headset. And and the precision parabolic ones that I rode on the bikes, generally I asked them, I asked the riders that had them on their bikes, can I can I turn this down because. And, and a lot of times these are clients that come to our class and stuff. When they buy a steering damper, they want it to feel like they bought a steering damper. So they have them up a little bit too tall. And my experience is when a steering damper is doing steering damper things too much, your bike tends to be hard to balance because it's always trying to dampen the out-of-balance rider. Make sense? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So um, I have... I don't have enough experience with a properly set up one, and I would like to try it to find out so I can answer this question better. But I definitely know that the Scots is really, really good. It's it's the standard of steering dampers as this, far as I'm concerned. Johnny, is a Scots damper, is that like a standard? You put it on whatever bike? Every yeah. every yeah. bike you won Baja 1000 on, right? Yeah. I, I've been using Scots dampers since 1991 or something, and solely, and uh, – uh, we did have a bout with the Showa, the, the Showa dampeners on the Hondas. They were the uh, stock. Oh, ones. the the, st- the stock but ones. I, I actually used. Uh, we had Works ones at one point. That were completely the opposite of the stock ones. Would you say that? Yeah, they we, they and, worked. And we and we were trying, you know, doing trying them in Baja and stuff. We even had like bearings that had higher friction and different things like that because those dampeners. Now, not to get off subject, but, you know, you could turn 15 degrees and it doesn't do anything until that shaft starts pulling out, then it starts dampening. So, right. So that first 30 degrees, you the, just, like you had nothing. Right. They were they were designed, that, that damper was designed more to hold the bike down in turns yes. in, a, in like a supercross bowl turn. Yep. That where the Scott's damper is designed to stop the wheel from coming off center. Yeah, in a, and, in, a, in a violent and, hit. Yeah, and and, a, and the Honda one, um, it's funny because one of the best things I ever did to some Yamahas was put the Honda damper on the Yamaha because it would hold it down in turns. A lot of teams are still using that. Yeah, with different manufacturers. Yeah, there's there, it's different. It's a different thing. Off road dampening is different than what you would want on moto- motocross or supercross. But I can still take a my YZ125. My motocross bike has a Scots damper on it, <laughs> and it's set up a lot different than my off road Scots damper because. I wanted to do kind of a little bit what you're talking, what the Honda damper does, which is for sure uh, a different thing. So, yeah, um, I haven't tested that precision one, but um, if I could, I would tell you more about it, but that's what it is. Um, Facebook, feelthetorque.com, Australia. Uh, Rex Fuel Torque is out of Australia, and he is um, mapping late model KTM ECUs. Tony, is he doing the stock ones? That'd be interesting to find out. Stock if he's remapping stock uh, KTM ECUs because when the guy, the guy that figures out how to do that is probably going to get some business. So, and I'd like to know about it. So, Matt, I want to figure out what else you guys are marketing. Us? Yeah, you guys. Uh, sign up for the uh, Jimmy Lewis Off Road Training Beginner Schools and get a ten percent discount code of Tech Talk Taco. 22 tech 
Talk 22. No caps, one word. Yep. Talk, no talk caps, 22. one word. Jimmy Email Lewis. us if you need to and just go to www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. There's the online courses up in the side and you can see that. I don't know. Anything Where else? What else are you on to, Johnny? You going to go to the Adelino Grand Prix? Uh, I hadn't planned on it. You should go back and try to be the king. <laughs> no. I'll spray paint no my rotator cuffs. I'll spray I'll spray paint my YZ125 oh. red and you can race it. No. You can go. No. Might sponsor you. <laughs> no thanks. You got to put a big sticker of mine on your chest and back. Uh, thanks to Takamoto for sponsoring our Rooster Endo segment as usual, which is pretty awesome. Um let's see. Oh, we have a is <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> Uh, so uh, DDC Sprockets, one of our first sponsors, they're always uh, helping us out. Trail Tech, get your Voyager GPS. They have the new aluminum mounts. And, of course, if your bike's overheating, they have fans for the radiators. Climb makes super awesome gear. Did you get Climb gear for the team? Well, since everything's on back order, and I was going to bring this up, lots of stuff is on back order because of supply and demand. If you really want something, call up Climb Customer Service, and they will put it on back order, and you will get it when it comes in. They, they're they really sensitive to this. They want to help you out. Um, so that's the thing. Um, since Luckily, since my Climb gear is so durable and bulletproof, I haven't needed any. But, yeah, the team – you know, you included it. That order went in, and when it comes in, it's going to show up here. So we should be all good. Scott Sports, I was wearing my transition goggles today, and with those clouds coming in, it was a big help. I like it when the white dirt gets faded out a little bit. And uh, that should be about it. Uh, I'm just going to plug my be- my in-person beginner school. If you know someone who wants to get into dirt bikes, but they don't know how. Oh, private lessons. Way. Yeah, private beginner lessons with me. Yeah, just email me at matt at jimmylewisoffroad.com and we can figure something Matt's out. Matt's the only one making money out of any of this, isn't he? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is- <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. You know you know what you guys are all paying to watch this and listen to it, right? That who should- is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's how it all works out. Hey, thanks again for uh, joining in on the show. Um, thanks for all our regular um, listeners and stuff like that. Do not try to hand Johnny the voice of Matron <laughs> thing. You, you. And a shout out to my niece, Kayla. It's her birthday today. No, hey, wait, Harold, let's do a happier voice with that. Try it again. Happier voice? Hey, Kayla, happy birthday. <laughs> that was strangely more demonic. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that clown hotel in uh, yeah. we were talking <laughs> about right there. Yeah. Clown motel. <laughs> okay, no, no, that was like the atomic and the clown, like in one <laughs> oh. hotel. Without the, the domestic going on. <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> okay, but we'll see you. Uh, hopefully, if I make it back to this show, we don't get canceled. Uh, we'll be here next Tuesday, every Tuesday. If you're trying to watch this thing live, if you're listening to it on whatever thing, hey, share it with your buddies. Uh, especially when they have stupid motorcycle questions, have them ask me and not you. And with that, we will see you out on the trail. Cheers. <laughs>